its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Boom. Good afternoon, Patriots. And welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. Thank you for joining us today. Myself and Abe are going to be delivering the news and commentary. We've got lots of things to talk about. Of course, we're going to be giving you the latest on the Sussman trial. We're going to be talking about some swamp creatures being removed. We're going to talk about the opportunistic way the Democrats use tragedy. And of course, how the Uvalde shooter was probably known to authorities. Big win on abortion as well. We've still got that craziness with the World Health Organization going on. We've had a lot of people reaching out. And I don't know that uh, anybody is really paying attention who's in authority. I haven't seen anybody comment on it, uh, you know, outside of people in the media. So who knows what's going to happen. But if the WHO comes here and tries to shut down our country because of a monkeypox outbreak or they determine that something else is a danger to public health, I don't know how that's going to go. Do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. Well, it looks like a popular video conferencing app is getting sued in an $85 million settlement after they broke their privacy rights for their users. You see, millions of the users on this platform joined together to file a class action lawsuit after it was learned that this company had sold their users' data to social media companies. And this is why I'm such a huge fan of Virtual Shield. Virtual Shield keeps users anonymous online. When Virtual Shield is running, internet activity is encrypted, and that keeps hackers and data tracking corporations at bay. Even ISPs can't get around Virtual Shield. This way, you won't hear about your data being sold on the news. But get this. Virtual Shield has a strict no-log policy and zero hidden fees, and it's fast and secure. I personally let Virtual Shield run in the background of my computer all day. Imagine how much safer you'll be online with Virtual Shield 2. If you've been looking for a way to browse the internet anonymously, you're gonna love Virtual Shield. And right now, they're offering 50% off to all my subscribers for life. That's right, 50% off for life only for my subscribers. If you sign up today, you'll also get a 30-day free trial for the next 24 hours by going to virtualshield.com forward slash redpill78. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It looks like I am seeing uh, scatterings of people on Rumble having issues with the stream. I want to remind everybody we're also live on The Foxhole. We're live on Getter. We're live on Odyssey. And uh, hopefully Rumble uh, figures out what's going on because nothing has changed here on my end. It just suddenly the other day just started not working very well. I think it was on Tuesday. Uh, I also woke up today, Abe, and I had a whole bunch of weird computer problems. How's your computer going? I got ghosts in the machine. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Something's up. Ever since I moved everything, all my uh, addresses to all my uh, USB ports have just scrambled up into a giant uh, spaghetti mess. It's just another day in the life of a computer dude. It's driving me nuts, man. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you, bro. 100%. Uh, so listen, uh, everybody out there in the audience, if you're on Rumble, please give me a five by five. Let me know that you can actually hear us. Do the same for us on Getter and on the Foxhole and any of the other platforms where we're live. Appreciate you guys being here with us today. Uh, we are going through some growing pains as a country. There's uh, a lot happening. Many people waking up, many people afraid of the, uh, uh, you know, the, this renaissance of logic, reason and thinking happening here in America. I think that nowadays people look at the news, they uh, see a story erupting, and they think, wow, 
how are they lying to us by presenting this to us? You know, and I, I just I consistently get that. I feel that every single time I open up my uh, my laptop or my tablet or whatever it is. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's a good thing. People need to uh, watch these stories and watch what the elites are saying with a critical eye. Uh, because I think they give themselves away a lot of the times. Uh, right now, Abe, obviously, I think the hottest story here uh, is the uh, closing out of the Michael Sussman trial. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'd like to know, you know, what are your thoughts overall after, uh, you know, analyzing this on a daily basis like us? I am <clears throat> thoroughly impressed at the way that Durham was able to get other information introduced into the case. The Sussman case to me means jack shit. It's the, yeah. it's the foundational piece of a much bigger puzzle. And for me, the two big takeaways, there's, there's one that I want to hit up on because it brings into a Q post, which I love. I have to do whenever I get a chance. So I got to share that with you in just a second. But the first one is the fact that they were able to get introduced the FBI, the, the, the seventh floor of the FBI specifically instructed them to make sure that this investigation was open, even yeah. though other parts of the FBI lawyers testified that they, they knew that this was opposition research at best. And they questioned if anybody had a mental illness. Yes. So it tells you where it comes from. This came from directed from specific actors. And so he's trying to play it off. Like, Hey, look, I was, uh, you know, we were, we were doing stuff here. It's, I didn't really lie. They knew I was an, as an agent. And then secondarily, this is one of the most important digs out there that I have to I have to bring up now that I have the chance with you, bro. InQtel was brought up. And what that does is that brings into account the CIA, other agencies, and something that we've been talking about a lot in the ultimate community, and that is how the weaponization of the three-letter agencies has been used against America and a sitting president and all of his uh, you know, people who anyone who loved him, Q222 came in on 11 2017 and it's, it's in a non posting queue. Is this relevant? At InQtel, painters work focused on identifying, researching, and evaluating new startup technology firms that were believed to offer tremendous value to the CIA, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, and the Defense Intelligence Agency. Indeed, the NGA had confirmed that its intelligence uh, obtained via keyhole was used by the NSA to support U.S. operations in Iraq in 2003 and onwards. A former U.S. Army Special Operations Intelligence Officer, painter's new job at Google, as, as of July 2005, was federal manager of what Keyhole was to become, Google Earth Enterprise. By 2007, Painter had become Google's federal chief technologist. Talent and Keyhole are code names for imagery from reconnaissance aircraft and spy satellites. The reason why this is, this is so important to me is because my Fourth Amendment has been violated multiple times. I've been under surveillance multiple times. I've been declared a domestic terrorist multiple times. And I want our Fourth Amendment back in this country. And until that happens, there's going to be a lot of people who are very active at advocating for people who are going to restore our Fourth Amendment rights in this country. And part of what this trial is, is exposing is the fact that all of us are under major surveillance and and. And, and manipulation of our data, data being sold. There was just a lawsuit uh, that was settled with the DOJ and, and, uh, and Twitter about, about our data. Where, where I want my reparations. A new DARPA project to figure out how to manipulate AI. Uh, they're saying you're muted. I, I can hear you just fine. Testing, testing, one, two, three. You guys hear me? I can hear you, but um, I just, everyone is okay. over there on uh, Rumble saying muted. Okay, I, I just I just uh, uh, turned it on and off again. So hopefully, yeah, I, I, thank you very much, guys. Hello, hello. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, God dang it. What is going on? Like I said, uh, I was having a lot of really odd computer problems this morning. Okay, you guys hear me now. Okay, all right, good. 
Uh, so yeah, let me just go back to say one more time. Thank you to uh, Margaret. She said, thanks, guys. Great show as always. Someone said, just another very pleased follower of your news site. Tilly said, congratulations, Zach. I'm so happy for you and Lisa. 20 coffees. Thank you so much. Yeah. I've Well, here's the thing. I've got a big flashing red thing on my desk when it's muted, and it uh, it, it obviously wasn't muted, but it's, it didn't send my audio out. Uh, and then Ed also said, I've been a fan since Methods was your mate. Keep up the good fight. And then I need to say thank you to William and Principled Enigma. William, thank you very much for the donation. And then Principled Enigma sent me this flash drive with a whole bunch of useful information. And then this Hillsdale College collection on DVD, Constitution 101. Oh, man, that Pretty is awesome. Sweet, right? I've taken that class. Have you really? Good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to, ch- to, uh, to get into the weeds on it. It's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, so what we're dealing with here uh, is the beginnings of something much greater. You know, uh, Abe and I were talking before the show, and uh, I've seen a lot of people on social media very blackpilled about what's going to happen with this Michael Sussman case. And, you know, I think the real wild card here is the judge. I don't think it's going to be possible for the jury to do anything other than return a a guilty verdict. The prosecution has done an incredible job in presenting their case, showing Michael Sussman making competing statements at both admitting to representing Hillary Clinton uh, and, you know, at the same time he was representing the DNC and a whole bunch of other uh, key players in this. Uh, And then Michael Sussman going in and telling them that he wasn't representing anybody. Also, what Abe said, the revelation that the FBI was fully aware of the fact that Michael Sussman was representing Hillary Clinton, uh, and yet they allowed for information to be delivered to different parts of the FBI, maintaining that the person delivering that information was a confidential human source so that the agents that were investigating could never go back to the beginning of this. They could never do a full investigation, and their hopes were that this was going to lead to, again, one of these never-ending investigations into President Trump, and it basically did. But yes, the impeachment of the seventh floor group, the inclusion of that in this case, uh, cannot be understated. Extremely, extremely important. These people were protecting Hillary Clinton from the very beginning. And as I said in my my video the other day, this is as close as you are ever going to get to an official deep state organization within the federal government. So to know that this happened, I think that this is going to lead to additional indictments for people who are much bigger than Michael Sussman in this. And the and the introduction into the minds of Americans that Hillary Clinton was directly responsible for relaying this information to the media, you know, maybe not the FBI, but certainly it's been uh, uh, revealed that she gave the okay. She said, yes, put it out there, give it to the media. Uh, You know, that's huge right there. And that really blows a lot of people's narratives out of the water. And it, it backs up everything we've been saying for years. So I feel like this is justification and this is vindication rather uh, for all of us. Uh, Also, I need to say real quick, thank you to uh, Freight Awakening. You said uh, something, you know, hey, good to see you guys. And uh, Ray Liotta, rest in peace. Ray Liotta is dead. Another Hollywood actor died in his sleep last night. What do you want to bet that he was uh, fully jabbed and boosted? I'm sure he was. Um, Another thing, a couple other things that I want to make sure that we make sure we highlight just to kind of summarize the trial in general. Yep. Well, I think it was Gaynor or one of the other FBI agents testified that several people within the FBI are under investigation for lying to the FISA court. That yes. is an absolute, another huge revelation. And then, like you said, the <laughs> Durham laid the, found, the, the groundwork <clears throat> and, and had this guy testify in the trial that that was happening. Is it true that several agents are, are, you know, under investigation for lying to the FISA court? under grand jury investigations, classified, you know, jury settings. So there's a lot more happening out there. And when Danchenko and or Elias get, get indicted, that's going to be coming in the next few weeks. Uh, this isn't, this is, again, this is just the beginning of something much bigger that, that, and who knows how far it's going to go. I still have a, a, an inkling in me after watching DC my whole life, it's hard to, it's hard to believe anything else is going to happen that they're, that the cover up may be in play. They're going to, they're going to, you know, sell a few people down the road and say, you're responsible for it. And then I, the whole FBI has been fired. So, and the people in the DOJ, that did this, they've all been fired. So it's all been, don't worry about it. We've all, we fixed the problem. Now I have, a, I, I don't, I don't want to believe that that's going to happen because I want to keep hope that, that the, these people are all going to be held accountable. But at the same time, it makes you wonder what qualified immunity and these trials happening in DC, how far they're going to take it. 
Absolutely. And, you know, so so Curtis Hyde under investigation and other uh, agents at the FBI under investigation directly for lying so that they can continue these FISA investigations. Kevin Kleinsmith was one guy. All right. At the time that Kevin Kleinsmith was put on trial, he was uh, indicted for uh, for editing that email. All right. And wasn't it Rudy Contreras that that, uh, was the judge in that case? I mean, he's on the FISA court and he oversaw the trial of Kevin Kleinsmith. You know, and I felt at the time that uh, it was it was kind of soft peddled because it was just a single individual that did something, you know, that they felt was a little bit wrong and they didn't really want to give him too harsh of a sentence. Sure, he was disbarred. He's not going to be able to work as a lawyer again. But now that we've got more FBI agents involved in this criminal conspiracy, it's going to show the overarching nature and it's going to set it up to prove that this is not just a single individual here or a single individual there. This was a coordinated effort across federal agencies, the DOJ and the FBI both. And that's going to open this up to, I think, much greater levels of scrutiny. And, you know, ideally, what is the the end goal here? Yes, we want to see people punished. Yes, we want to see people go to prison. But more than anything, we want we we want things to be restructured in the federal government. Okay, Uh, we need a cleanup of the deep state swamp. And the only way that's going to happen is when it becomes fully obvious that we have this massive issue with people working outside of the law simply based upon their own personal and ideological, uh, uh, you know, thought processes. Uh, real quick, thank you to, uh, is that Strokeback Texas uh, for the uh, the rumble? Uh, just says three, and then Low Country Brooklyn says, please hit the plus sign. Do me a favor, guys. We've got 1,100 people here on Rumble. Just hit that plus sign. It lets the algorithm know that uh, you are enjoying the show. Even if you're not enjoying the show, do me a favor, hit that plus sign. <laughs> I don't know why you're here if you aren't, though. But yes, I, I think th- this is going to lead to the, cr- the the conspiracy, okay? This is what we've been trying to uncover. It, it has to. There, there's no way that you and I met, first of all, yeah. <laughs> that you and I know each other and studied all of this stuff, you know, four years ago and from an anonymous drops and stuff like that. I mean, I, I keep, I, I'm absolutely been loving this whole week. I keep going back to Q post. As soon as a new name comes up, Mary McCord pops up, boom, yep. let's go to a Q post. I, because it's we've when we studied this stuff back then we understood how much how important what was happening at that time was because in 2018 is when this really was really you know in dc people actually knew that this these investigations were happening you know that the foundational work of all this uh was being laid and people were testifying in congressional testimonies and being subpoenaed and people started you know getting a little bit skittish back then that's why you started to see uh them really go all in and double down on 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 their their uh, conspiracy because they figured if, if Trump was able to stay in office and get reelected, it would, it's over for them. And they still believe that they are above the law. They still believe that they're going to get away with it. And they, they're not looking around at what's happening around the world and in America with the court system. So, you know, the, the fact that they are working with Interpol and there is uh, a lot of stuff happening in the money laundering side of the house too, with regards to one MDB, Goldman Sachs has been in the news recently. Um, there's been mayors in uh, that are tied to the Madigan Mafia in Chicago that have been indicted for for embezzlement and money laundering and stuff. So there's a, not everybody is going to get held accountable in the obvious way that we're going to see it. But people are definitely being held accountable for the past year and a half. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, if I had to choose uh, somebody whose name has come up here in this Michael Sussman trial is as most likely to be next indicted, I would have to say it's it's Rodney Jaffe. Uh, you know, and uh, Brian Cates made this uh, um, uh, uh, observation yesterday that Rodney Jaffe was essentially the Christopher Steele of the Alpha Bank narrative. You know, Christopher Steele put all of the information together for the Steele dossier. Rodney Jaffe was the point man gathering all of this data and intel, putting it together and tasking others with creating this Alpha Bank narrative. And of course, you know, he was uh, a longtime friends with Michael Sussman. Perkins Coy had uh, a many years long relationship with Rodney Jaffe and his companies, uh, and it ties everyone together. Do you think that Rodney Jaffe, when he goes into face trial, uh, that he isn't going to be willing to say something to give up somebody else. I mean, nobody wants to look like the bad guy. 
I think Michael Sussman believes that under the cover of his uh, legal, um, you know, advice to the Clinton team, uh, that he's not going to get the uh, the punishment that we're hoping that he's going to get. And he thinks that by keeping his mouth shut, because he's not going to testify, he's not going to be testifying in his own defense. Uh, and uh, looks like uh, the the judge delivered the instructions to the jury today, and closing arguments are, are going to uh, begin tomorrow. Um, but I think that Michael Sussman believes he's safe. And I think that Rodney Jaffe believes that as long as Michael Sussman is between him and that next indictment, that he's got a level of uh, a buffer zone, too, that he doesn't have to worry about this as much. Uh, but it's clear that Rodney Jaffe was deeply involved in everything that happened in regards to this Alpha Bank narrative. And he lost his job as uh, an FBI uh, contractor. You know, so uh, I think that this is going to open him up to a number of different indictments and charges, and uh, it's going to be coming from a couple of different angles. So the the case against Rodney Jaffe, I think, is very strong, too. I agree completely. There's going to be a lot more there on that front, and that's when more of the stuff with regards to the, who, whose guidance this came from, who, who ordered this. You know, one of the most important things that was uh, discussed in the first day of the trial, I believe it was, is who was in that initial meeting with Jake Sullivan and uh, do you, I can't off the top of my head. I'm not, I'm, I'm not be able, able to pull it, but it, it included Jake Sullivan. It included Barack Obama. It included Hillary Clinton and, and Mark Elias. They were, they all discussed this together. And so, you know, the foundation of what, uh, of what um, Sussman knew, he, he was in that initial meeting. He was in all the, the subsequent briefings and he continually billed Hillary. That was the funniest part about yeah. Durham's testimony yesterday is he was like, we plan to call a, a bring in a hundred exhibits. And those exhibits were going to be billings <laughs> from Sussman for his work on this till to the Hillary for America. Yeah. And so he was just going to be like, hey, here's another one. Here's another one. And, and judges like, can we, can we not do that? We can, can we move along here? The, so the, the, the flash that, drives were damning too, you know, yes, just, yes. <laughs> all of the this. Fact, Every time he talked about something, every time he followed up with a meeting with, uh, with with Baker and anybody else at the FBI, he immediately went and billed it directly to Hillary for America. It was great. So, I mean, that's that's the foundational stuff that really matters in all this. What the outcome of this trial to me doesn't mean a damn thing. I could care less if he gets off or not, because there is a lot more coming. And what Durham was able to get introduced into grand jury testimony uh, is very important because he's going to be able to use that going forward in future cases. So it's it's going to be fun to watch, man. And it's going to be this whole summer. I mean, what, five, six days easily proved in his own words that he lied. Mm-hmm. And then the defense took a half a day and and prosecution didn't cross i'm i mean they're they're confident in the, in their case and durham doesn't bring cases that he thinks he's gonna lose so yeah you know we'll see what happens we'll see if he get he'll probably get a slap or whatever but again not none of that really matters the bigger picture don't forget when the, it, when, the, when this gets released the bigger picture is much more is coming when the danchenko indictment drops that's going to introduce foreign <laughs> foreign actors and you're really going to start seeing how big this conspiracy was. Absolutely. You know, and, and the idea, everything that we've been been watching and, and seen covered and pushed on us by the mainstream media and pushed by people in uh, our own federal government, you know, it was all projection when the Danchenko trial takes place. I mean, there we go. We've got Hillary Clinton working with the Russians directly doing what she was accusing Donald Trump of doing. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I just I'm excited I think that this is laying the foundation for something much larger, and uh, you have to temper your expectations, but understand that justice is being done. And, you know, what you just said there, John Durham doesn't bring cases that he can't win. Uh, and I think that uh, the the prosecution's behavior throughout this entire trial is uh, uh, really exemplary uh, in terms of that. It's uh, been so, refreshing, bro, because we've yeah. we've watched as the courts have been just manipulated into the mess that they are. And so, if you're any kind of person who studies constitutionality or legal sides of stuff like I do, I'm a, it's a, it's a hobby of mine. It's a pleasure to actually see a courtroom operate. It's supposed to operate. I uh, need to say a big shout out to Matt seventeen seventy six. Good to see you here, buddy. Thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit. Um, I want to flip over to Wisconsin, eh? because in Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Election Commission, obviously, we've we, both both of us have covered that 
quite a bit. Uh, criminal actions that they've taken there. They were directly responsible for pushing Joe Biden over the edge. The, the decisions they made uh, led to what we have in terms of Joe Biden's victory in last, uh, excuse me, in 2020. Uh, we just had a resignation. Uh, the uh, uh, Republican Dean Knudsen. Now he is, he's somebody who is not a fan of Trump. Isn't that right? Yeah, there. He's a definitely an establishment. I mean, this guy really that story. He's not really the story. The story is the bigger, the bigger WEC and how they were paid, bought and paid for by Siddle through through Mark Zuckerberg. And they are under investigation. There is an investigation happening, and he may not be the the most important one that uh, is going to have to go. The whole WEC is going to have to be rescinded, and that's what we're fighting for for yeah. uh, our next governor to push for is to have it is to get rid of the WEC, hand it back in to the state legislature or the secretary of state or the way it used to be. Um, so we're, we're, you know, we're debating the ideas of what to do next because right. You don't, you can't just get rid of the elections commission and be like, okay, now what, you know? Well, it's, it's like getting rid of the FBI or getting rid of the DOJ. I mean, there's going to be a power vacuum that gets left uh, in, in its wake. So, you know, you, you have to rebuild it from the ground up. That's really the only way it's going to work. My, my question to you was, do you think that Knudsen is, is going to face any type of criminal ramifications himself? Uh, you know, or was he just simply there and chose to look the other way? Uh, you know, I, him specifically, he's not the one that I've heard is the real problem. The the uh, the woman that's on the commission is, and I don't remember her name off the top of my head right now, but but um, she's one. She's the one that really was involved directly with Siddle and with uh, uh, Michael Spitzer Rubenstein. So um, that in the in the Green Bay mayor and a lot of them were right. colluded together. That, that that's why I'm curious about that, what's happening in Arizona now with with um, the sheriffs yeah. over there and the attorney general talking about a the, the NGOs and bringing a conspiracy charge. Um, if, if that conspiracy charge plays itself out, uh, Michael Spitzer Rubenstein is going to be at the head of that. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and, and this is this is something that I thought was very important because a lot of people have just been angry for a long time because, oh, we know these people are ballot trafficking. Why don't they just go and arrest them? Because it was a conspiracy and you can't just like cut the toes off. The foot is still going to be there. Except that the NGOs are more like the head on this, uh, you know, evil, monstrous body. So they have to be able to draw this case uh, in a straight line directly to them. And then, of course, you know, we've got people above them. The money came from somewhere. Somebody was directing. Somebody was coordinating with the DNC and with these uh, these other, I guess, uh, uh, larger bodies that provided uh, the, the money that was funneled into them. So they have to be able to make a case against all of these people. And in order to ensure that this doesn't happen again and to make sure that we get the justice that we're we're hoping to achieve. So. I am extremely stoked about what's happening in Arizona. Yuma County, uh, I think that it was just, uh, uh, we, how many times have we said Arizona is going to be the first domino to fall? And I mean, this was the very method by which they harvested, trafficked uh, these ballots and then stole the election in, in not only Arizona, but in Michigan, in Georgia, in Wisconsin, in so many different places. So if we get it on the books and we can prove it right there, it didn't stop at the Arizona border. I mean, each of these organizations were directly connected to each other all over the country. Uh, and we have to make sure that all of them are going to be prosecuted. So, uh, you know, a, a, a criminal racketeering charge, you know, RICO on these people, I, I think that that'll be, uh, you know, totally appropriate. And that's definitely going to be coming up here in the near future. Yuma County is just the beginning. You know, it, <laughs> we all have the hope that it, it goes that way. And it, it, how can it not? How can it not? If we are, if we are to have a country, this has to be restored. And and this has to be addressed. So I don't know, man, it's going to be a fun to watch because I think they really did think that they were going to get away with this. And the fact that they t tied in all these NGOs, these NGOs tie into the straight into the open border society, all of the same groups that have been advocating for radical left policies in America for a long time. So um, it's going to be fun to watch. I'll just put it that way.
I think someone might be at my door. Hold on just a second. I'll check in with chat here real quick for a little bit. It's good to see you guys all out there today. Sterling Cam- Cambus, the one four beauty through the state. Uh, Red Eye, let's see who else is out there. Debbie, good to see you out there. You're always out there doing all the hard work. That's great. I appreciate you, all, everything you've done over the past four years to support streamers and alternate platforms. Just Mojo's in the house. Obama, Biden, Hillary, John, and Robbie. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Susan Rice was there too as well. Thank you. That's, thank you for reminding me uh, who was all there because that is a very important thing about who, who was all in that initial meeting. And then the fact that President Obama was getting presidential daily briefings on the scandal <clears throat> is also very interesting. Uh, you guys, we got to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back after this. Check this out. Ancient civilizations were a lot more advanced than us in a number of different ways. And the most shocking idea is that they knew how to age gracefully long before we ever did. Their secret was a spice that had a fountain of youth-like property. And that spice was turmeric. And that's why I highly recommend taking turmeric. This wonderful new pill uses a turmeric extract that has 46 times better absorption than typical turmeric powders. But get this, not only was turmeric revered in ancient China, India, and the Middle East, today, thousands of health experts, studies, and research papers all support the claim that turmeric has anti-aging properties. Ever since I started taking Ageless Body, my skin and my energy levels make me feel 10 years younger. It really is the modern-day fountain of youth. If you've been looking for a great way to promote healthy aging, then you're going to love Ageless Body. And you can get it today for up to 43% off by going to agewithred.com. Or you can always visit the link below. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Abe, I wanted to switch gears here real quick because, you know... The situation in Texas with this uh, this latest mass casualty event, um, it's horrific. Uh, you know, I think it's quite obvious why it happened. I mean, we're here at like the, the, the zenith of the Sussman trial, and uh, the powers that be need to do whatever they can to distract from that. And so, you know, knowing that, I always kind of wrestle with uh, the idea of, you know, how do we talk about these things? Because I don't want it to take away from the other stuff that they clearly don't want us to pay attention to. But in this case, it seems like it's lining up just perfectly with the the same types of mass casualty, uh, you know, school shooter events that we've seen in the past. You know, I was talking yesterday on the show and I said, you know, how long is it going to be before we find out the FBI knew who this guy was? You know, or or was he talking with somebody? I saw an incredible dig. And I suggest everybody check it out. Radix Verum uh, did a dig on uh, Peyton Gendron, the uh, the shooter at the, uh, uh, the in Buffalo. It appears that guy was, uh, you know, just an, another one of these, uh, I don't know, maladjusted kids, probably autistic. Uh, he was uh, online talking with people that look like they could have been his handlers. Uh, and I would be very interested to know if this kid was also speaking with people in his real life or online uh, that were directing him to do these things. Um, you know, obviously, you know, he had the 14 on his gun. The uh, New Zealand shooter had the 14 on his gun. One of the fathers of the Parkland shooters uh, showed up on, I think it was CNN or MSNBC, had a 14 in the background. You know, just all of these uh, strange uh, coincidental things. And obviously, you know, John Podesta, he had that 14 on his hand when he was posing for uh, uh, that fish picture. But it looks like the school district was part of a program designed to specifically identify mass shooters. Okay, an AI program that was watching kids social media posts. That's scary. You know, it's scary. But I mean, it, it makes you wonder, was it designed to stop them or was it designed to cultivate them? Because I've never heard about this program before. I had no idea that it existed. And in today's world where social media companies and, uh, you know, whoever it is, the powers that be, authorities, when they're watching everything we talk about online, everything we post, they can very quickly intercept anything they want. This guy posts ahead of time that he's going to go shoot up a school and nobody does anything. He's part of a program, an AI that's watching his every move. And they do absolutely nothing about it. Fredo Awakening says, congrats to the Kenosha kid. The view settled with Rittenhouse for $22 million. Fake news. Wow. Fake news. It's fake news, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. There was never, there was never, that was all been just 
disinformation. Um, po- point being, what you're saying though is important because artificial intelligence to 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 see if a kid is not acting the way they want you to act isn't that kind of social engineering a school? Yeah. And not to mention, this kid had already had interactions with with uh, law enforcement before he was known, it it always has the same kind of feeling with these things. What happens when bad news wants to breaks for them? There's always a tragedy that gets thrown on Americans. And it's weird how that works. The timing of it is is rather scary. It seems crass to, to, to try to spin this into a purposeful narrative. But the truth of the matter is, is those of us who have been watching these things for a very long time, see patterns and see things that keep happening over and over again to the point where, it's definitely not an accident. These things are happening on purpose and they're using them to spin narratives. I saw someone in chat say in preparing for uh, president Trump's NRA speech and, and trying to get people to boycott that that's how evil we are. That's the evil we're dealing with. People don't want to accept that. That's the evil we're dealing with. That is how bad things are. Yeah. Yeah. They're as evil as they have ever been. And, you know, one thing that I thought was uh, was kind of odd here is that he's got a couple of really nice guns, okay? A couple of Daniel Defense rifles. You know, these are uh, uh, thousands of dollars each. He's also got this EOTech scope. EOTech is not inexpensive, okay? This is a high-quality, or excuse me, a sight, not a scope. High-quality sight. And uh, he's an 18-year-old kid living with his grandmother. He doesn't appear to be a, a child of means, okay? And he looks to be, you know, uh, he doesn't look like he is a typical right-wing extremist person, you know? I mean, uh, that this is what they would have us believe, that he probably was, uh, you know, uh, radicalized online in the same way Peyton Gendron did. Uh, I don't think it's coincidental at all that we have these two events that are right next to each other, like you said, right before President Trump is scheduled to speak at the NRA. Uh, and then they can look to Trump and they can look at the conservative uh, portion of America and say, you directly are responsible for this. But that's absolutely absurd. Because people, if they want to go out and kill people, they're going to find, uh, you know, a different way to kill people. You know, Abe, they never blame the car manufacturers whenever people go wild and drive through Times Square or or drive or the the uh, uh, what was what was that? Uh, the, the place in Wisconsin. I can't remember the, the city where that guy was, where he drove <laughs> through the parade. Yeah, no one talked about that. No one talked yeah. about the shooting last week in front of a, ba- a basketball game where gang members had a had a shootout right outside of the. Uh, right outside of the main uh, area where the basketball game is right in downtown Milwaukee. No one talks about all the sh- mass shootings and, and the guns coming in and out of uh, Chicago through, yep. uh, you know, government sources and stuff. It, it's, it, it's clearly the, you can tell by who, by Beto is a perfect example. I didn't, I didn't want to, I, people were talking about this yesterday. I'm like, I'm not talking about freaking Beto. I don't give a shit about that dude, but that's an example of who they think they are. They, they, they think that this is a time to take advantage of it. And that's why it happens. It, it, it's like freaking clockwork, dude. It's amazing to watch. And it's scary that, that they are using these kids in some way. Like the Madden shooter is another example. You know, th- that kid was clearly I- involved with something within, with uh, uh, the, the government agencies or something. The, the, every single one of these has therapists and are on these, these uh, psychotropic drugs and these weird things that are, it, 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 something very weird is happening on that front. And it's, I can't, I can't help but just look at, how the media makes sure that they talk about these things, nonstop coverage, you know, 24 seven constantly on your TVs. And it, all it does is just, you know, it, it eats at the hearts of Americans. And then it also makes sure that no one hears that uh, in trial today, uh, there was evidence yep. given that showed that Hillary Clinton was, you know, paid for and, and uh, ordered the Apple research against president Trump. It, it's, yeah. You know, it's amazing how that works over and over again. You know, Eric Swalwell is another one who's using this as an opportunity to boost his own profile and boost the uh, argument that we need gun control. You know, gun control, all it's going to do is stop well-meaning, well-intended, sane Americans from being able to legally purchase firearms to protect themselves and to protect their families, okay? If this kid was a, truly a psychopath from birth and and wanted to go out and cause a bunch of harm and kill a bunch of kids, he would have found a way to do it regardless of whether or not he could legally purchase a firearm. Uh, there is no stopping a criminal, uh, somebody out on the street, from getting uh, as many guns, as many types of guns as they want. And, you know, this gun, an AR-15, 
all right, is no more deadly than a handgun that you see on the streets of Chicago. Probably even less deadly because it's more unwieldy. All right, you're dealing with a 18 to 24 inch barrel here, and uh, you know it, it, and it's not as easy to conceal. So the reason they want to stop these guns from being out there is because Americans know that these are great for multi-purpose. You know, you can use them for hunting, uh, you can use them for home protection, uh, and they're intimidating. All right, you know, I mean, like, you know, think about, uh, you know, the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> if, if the Patriots on the shore, uh, all of them had uh, a bunch of AR-15s that, uh, you know, they could easily use to protect themselves, it would have been a little more intimidating to the uh, to the Brits uh, than just a bunch of muskets. And the uh, the people that want to take these guns away from us, they're the same ones that want to hurt us. They're the same ones that are using events like this to kill kids and to use it as some type of leverage in the psyche of the American public. If I could give advice to the people out there, don't don't let them frame the debate that they're having right now. All right. What they're going to do is they're going to pivot to red flag laws. So yep. don't have the debate about red flag laws, have the debate about the constitutionality is, is set in stone. There, there's, there's several court cases that are in, in the Supreme court right now that are going to strengthen gun laws in America to the point of potential national reciprocity where you don't, I don't have to apply for a concealed carry permit in Illinois versus having one in Wisconsin, so forth, so on. And, and so gun laws are going to be more and more strengthened in this country. They, they can't come after our guns. So it's, don't, don't even allow them to frame the debate there. Start debate with discussions of red flag laws and how you define how a government or a sheriff would define whether or not somebody is uh, mentally uh, competent enough to carry that's that debate is is the scariest thing you could ever think of because do you want somebody in the government or some some judge similar to the the uh the children's courts or the divorce courts or the family custody courts do you want somebody like that deciding uh whether or not somebody is competent based on a uh, an ex who's pissed off at your husband or or a a family member who doesn't like your politics so therefore you know calls the police on you and says you're not mentally competent and veterans constantly are the ones who gets targeted by these things so you the, the groundwork is being laid for that and already the debate on our side needs to be absolutely not red flag laws are unconstitutional and the constitutionality of them should be challenged immediately if they ha- already haven't been yeah you know i mean think about it. It, it what if a judge has somebody go through your social media posts okay you post something about how you're angry about corruption and uh, illegal actions taken by the u.s government you know very quickly that could be used to take away your right to own a weapon and again all that's going to do is stop normal people who would otherwise only use a handgun or a rifle to protect themselves or their family or to go to the range and uh, do a little bit of target practice none of us are going to be able to have the guns the criminals are going to be the ones having the guns and we're going to be at the mercy of those criminals uh, Hollywood frequently is also jumping right into this argument uh, about gun control and stopping people from being able to own weapons. And at the same time, Hollywood is also the pit of degeneracy in uh, in the American public here. Uh, Kevin Spacey was just charged with another four accounts of uh, sexual assault. I believe this is in Britain. Uh, these are for three men. How many sexual assaults is Kevin Spacey going to be accused of? And I realize, you know, I mean, uh, guilty until, excuse me, innocent until proven guilty. Uh, but every time somebody has a claim against Kevin Spacey, they end up, uh, you know, getting tragically run over by a car or they fall over on their bike and then they break their neck. I mean, it, you know, it, it happens over and over and over again. I hope that this time... These people are going to be put under some type of special protection, uh, but I tend to think that Kevin Spacey's lawyers are going to drag this out for as long as they possibly can so they get as many opportunities to murder these dudes as possible. It's interesting. You know, you're seeing several in, in um, that we've done research on in the past that have recently uh, been, uh, what was the other dude's name? Anyways, I think they should consider uh, banning guns in LA and Hollywood for sure. Uh, you yeah. Nobody is allowed to carry at all anywhere. Ask, ask Baldwin, ask him if he's, he should be allowed to carry a gun. Uh, I think that would be a great idea if they just completely banned guns in LA and uh, let, let's see what happens. Let's do that. Let's do a test thing on that and see how it goes. Okay, so Freight Awakening says, I read that the mental patient had two ARs worth $5,000. Yep, they were a couple grand apiece and drove a $70,000 F-250. 
He was 18 years old. He worked part-time at Wendy's and he lived with his grandma. That does not pass the smell test. Okay, how would this kid be able to have enough money? I mean, the payments on a $70,000 car, I mean, at least seven or 800 bucks a month. I mean, you're not making that much at Wendy's. There's no way, even with a $15 minimum wage, there's no way. Somebody was financing this kid. Somebody was uh, was was putting him on, uh, you know, into into some kind of a, additional uh, wage class so that he could be able to afford this stuff. You know, there's no way that somebody at his level of prestige and stature, working half time at Wendy's, would be able to afford the things that he was uh, that he was moving around with. You know, I realize there's probably people that are, you know just now kind of waking up and I don't want to say that in a derogatory manner. I'm just saying kind of just now maybe turning off some mainstream media, maybe listening to us for the, for the first time, maybe in the last six months or so, maybe the last year, two years. And, and you're and a lot of you are like, man, you know, the mainstream media constantly uh, uses this as a way to destroy people. Look at what they did with Alex Jones. When, when you dare question the, the government narrative, just look at what happened in Las Vegas. A lot of people woke up after what happened in Las Vegas. And it's, it's hard to want to allow your mind to, 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 to accept that this kind of evil exists. And I understand that. And in, in the end, the tragedy is what matters. It's, it's similar to abortion. The tragedy t- still exists and it's why we fight. So a couple of people in the chat says uh, $1,600 a month, easy a thousand dollars a month, easily. I've never driven a $70,000 car, so I have no idea. But yeah, it does not make any sense that this kid was be able to afford that. Uh, Abe, I want to flip over to Michigan now. We talked about your home state. I want to talk about my home state. Just recently, we had five Republicans that were stripped of the ability to remain on the ballot. Uh, They were all Republican challengers to uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. They're not going to be on the primary ballot. And I spoke with a viewer two days ago that lived that lives in Michigan, and she was telling me that each one of these candidates all have something in common. When you uh, want to get on the ballot, you have to secure uh, a certain number of signatures from people in your district or in the state if it's a statewide position. And in Michigan, it was 15,000 signatures. Now, the only way you're going to get those signatures, Abe, is if you are going door to door or you're walking around or you have staff that are going to solicit signatures from people or you can hire an organization, a professional organization, that will go out and solicit those signatures for you. Well, it turns out that all of these candidates all used the exact same signature-gathering organization, and it appears, it's very possible, that they were all... uh, um, Shoot, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, They were sabotaged. They were all sabotaged because the organization... And these places are, you know, generally speaking, left-leaning... Uh, so they also, but the same organization also worked for two current members of Congress that are Democrats. So it looks more and more likely like all of them were were fed uh, incorrect signatures, fed people signatures that either just didn't exist or they weren't registered to vote. And as a result, the uh, the Michigan Board of Canvassers probably were tipped off to this and, and they checked the signatures out and they kicked them off the ballot. I heard that it was under review and that today they were going to consider whether or not for sure. I have Donna Brandenburg's number and I'm going to give it to you. And I think you should have oh, her on. And I would have this love discussion. to have her on. Yeah. 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 P- please have her. On. I'm going to, I'm going to call her right after the show and see if she can join me for just a little bit this afternoon, but please, but uh, you should definitely have her on and have this discussion deeper because this is exactly what's happening. Again, you guys can call us all crazy conspiracy theorists and not say everything is as it seems. And you just, you're constantly looking for something that's not there. This is exactly what happened. They sabotage the signatures to make sure that they wouldn't have the required signatures that they need. Now those signatures are going to go under review through legal review and the rest. And it's funny how they only do, they only care about signatures when it's whether or not somebody's going to get on the ballot. They don't right. care about signatures when it comes to the actual signatures and a voter IDs to make sure that they're allowed to vote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody looked at signatures in the 2020 election. We, you know, we weren't allowed to look at signatures. Now, suddenly, I mean, it's quite clear that Governor Gretchen Whitmer doesn't want a legitimate challenger when it comes down to it in November. She wants to remain, uh, you know, queen of her little fiefdom there in Michigan. And the only way that's going to happen is if there is no candidate that people are going to come out and have some level of enthusiasm for. And each of these candidates that were taken off the ballot had, uh, you know, varying levels of enthusiasm. Uh, but I mean, if If they were there, if they were able to get on the ballot and legitimately challenge Governor Whitmer, once we get through that primary process, I think that uh, candidate's going to hit the ground running. Now, 
There were, uh, I believe, uh, some three to five other candidates that remained on the ballot. And the difference was that those candidates actually canvassed themselves. Uh, they are um, lower profile candidates, meaning that, you know, Perry Johnson, he's a, he's a billionaire, okay? Uh, James Craig, he was the uh, police chief of Detroit. Donna Brandenburg, she's an Anon, you know? I mean, she's going to events and stuff like that. Uh, but these other guys, uh, you know, I guess they went door to door and they uh, they actually got the signatures themselves. This is, you know, quite the argument for ensuring that you don't put this type of responsibility on anybody else, because in today's climate, nothing surprises me. I, I am I am uh, completely by that. These guys were sabotaged. And it's you know, it's it's interesting how they challenge the signatures too. you know, they, they'll use any kind of means to write off signatures to the point where they'll be like, hey, too bad. We, we, we decided that that's not a good signature because it's not close enough to the other signature or whatever, even though it may be a valid voter and a valid signature. So they, the, what the games that they play with this stuff, you know, I, I looked at, at running a couple of times in Illinois. That's one of the reasons why I got out of there. Cause it's the same kind of thing. You got to go through a process like this and, and they, they game the system and anybody who uh, runs against the establishment, they get uh, every chance they get to get destroyed in any, any manner so these are the these are the political games that are being played this is how they got into power by by making sure that their candidates got put in place yeah yeah the game has been rigged and uh right now we have a real opportunity coming up in november to uh dethrone a lot of these people because we have something that we didn't have before enthusiasm we have uh, a large portion of the base who understand that we need to get these rhinos and these establishment candidates out of there and that the only way that we're going to actively affect change is if we can get people into office who are truly going to represent the people. I, you know, I, I see that in the end, things are going to be OK, and maybe we're not going to take every single state this time. OK, maybe this is going to be a multi-year effort, a multi-election effort. Uh, and, you know, that's OK with me. Uh, it took a long time for Republicans uh, to kind of wake up and, and realize that we had to be an active participant in what's going on. Um, you know, we, we allowed ourselves to uh, remain asleep, to trust our institutions. And now it's become quite clear that that simply can't be the way that, that we behave any longer. Um, if you if you look at how far we've moved the needle yeah, in the last it's, 10 it's years, incredible. the last the last four years, if you we, we've moved that proverbial Overton window to a point where we're never going to go back to where we were before. And, the, and those that are staying in that realm and not and not moving towards the center, some are going to get left behind. It's going to take time. It's going to take a, a, probably a generation of, of new uh, new ideas and new uh, representatives. But that this is the fight and this is what's going to happen. We're going to we're going to get our country back. It's just going to take time. Absolutely. OK, I wanted to discuss this uh, next story about the <laughs> rising threat from viruses. Abe, did you get a chance to check this out? Uh, there is this new conversation from the scientific community uh, that viruses that were they, this is how they phrase it. Viruses that were on hiatus during covid are back and behaving in unexpected ways. It's a very interesting thing to, to, to say right there, because how does a naturally occurring and transmissible virus just go on a hiatus uh, arbitrarily during a time when the only conversation piece was COVID-19? I mean, these viruses didn't go anywhere. OK, they were here the entire time. The only thing that I can think that would cause these viruses to behave differently is if perhaps they were created through gain-of-function research and then introduced into the population, uh, perhaps through the act of social distancing and and uh, uh, not getting into close contact with people and incessantly sanitizing your hands every time you touch a surface, maybe we... I was going to say F. Maybe we screwed ourselves <laughs> with our own natural immunity uh, because we weren't coming into contact with all these things in the way that we normally would. I mean, I've yes, said this uh, so, so many times, dude. When I was a kid, it was like, you know, you go play in the dirt. You know, your your neighbor gets chicken pox and you go hug them, okay? Because you, you want to make sure that you're coming into contact with these things so that your body's immune system keeps working. I mean, the powers that be essentially shut down our natural immune responses for a couple of years. And now, all of a sudden... These things are popping up, but I also tend to think that it's just because they're no longer counting things as just COVID. Now they they have to admit that these other things exist. 
Yeah, when the Department of Defense got caught uh, mislabeling COVID <laughs> and they had to change their website and everyone went, oh, no, 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 nothing to see here it was just a mistake. Yeah, right. Uh, that's that's what's been happening. They've been they've been misclassifying the flu and other respiratory diseases because, well, the government pays you to class- classify something as COVID. I mean, it's all it's 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 always been one big scheme and it's sad to watch. But in the end, it's they have to a, a nation full of hyper uh uh, hyper hypochondriacs. Yes. I don't know how else to see hyper hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. Hypochondriacs. That's right. A uh, hyper hyper one. <laughs> <laughs> hyper hypo. Oh. Uh, you know, so, th- that is not good for the future of the of our own country, no doubt. <laughs> no, no. So so the the, the final uh, um you, you know uh, path that I think we can probably take from this is that I think that we also have now uh, a nation, quite a few, now, obviously not everybody. But a lot of people, millions of people who were willing to accept these untested and unproven mRNA clot shots. And we had no idea about what the long term ramifications were going to be. And we know that people are developing these vaccine induced cases of AIDS. All right. So I think that we probably also have a lot of people who took the vaccines. And as a result, their immune systems are also suppressed, not working properly. And so therefore, all of these viruses and pathogens that would otherwise have just come and gone and everything would have been fine. People that took the vaccines, now they're getting sick with these things. And as a result, it's 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 causing a, a you know total havoc on them. It's it's worse than that. Um, if if you believe the doctors that have been whistleblowing like Dr. Judy Mikovits, and that interview is still up on my website, if you guys want to listen to that. I asked her specifically about spike proteins and shedding, and she said, absolutely, there is such a thing as shedding, and absolutely, this these vaccines are shedding. So what that means is is that these people who are hypochondriacs and are getting all the boosters and are on number five now or whatever, uh, every time they get those shots, they their bodies are, are sharing the spike proteins with people around them, and those people are then their bodies are having to have create a reaction to that. And, and so, yeah, you, you're going to, you're probably are going to see uh, something much more serious happen. And, and you, there are some doctors that are saying you may not die from COVID first, but you will sooner or later. So, you know, there, there's a, a lot of different angles of doctors that are saying this stuff. And so that's why a lot of people are, are, are becoming so uh, scared about this, but um you know, it's part. It's part of what's wrong with our country is the lack of faith in our yeah. in God and 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 just you know letting letting your life play out however it may play out. Uh, Miss Mar- May- Miss Mary says they say having measles as a kid gives you tons of defense against cancer later. Is it having measles or is it catching measles and then not needing to get the uh, measles vaccine, which is probably load laden with a whole bunch of uh, uh, monkey cancers? Uh, in the same way that polio and uh, other ones are. I I think that vaccines uh, in and of themselves probably, with the introduction of vaccines, that was uh, the moment at which we had a spike in unexplained cancers in the United States public and probably throughout the world. You know, I mean, you can make the argument that uh, scientific medicine hadn't gotten to the point where we were constantly looking for these cancers and maybe people were just getting sick and dying or you know, our or or perhaps our life expectancy has increased. And so as a result, the older you get, the sicker you get, the more things you have the opportunity to come down with. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think I think that vaccines in and of themselves are going to offer you some, um, I guess, exposure to cancer. There are some very respected doctors that are that are really trying to raise the red flag with regards to what's happening with our health care system in America it is it has been the systematic destruction of it ever since Obamacare uh, was implemented. And it is the control over what doctors can and can't do or what procedures they can and can't try. It's the control over pharmacies and with what they can and can't prescribe. And in the end, it's causing all it's doing is creating the destruction of our of our health care system to a point where it's it's becoming worthless so um there there's there's things that are going to have to happen to fix this with the quickness starting with uh making sure that in october when they renew this covid-19 obamacare garbage it doesn't happen and start waking people up to uh maybe have to go get a job for insurance instead of living off the government 
Yeah, hopefully. All right. And uh, Miss Mary says, I think either Ty and Charlene Bollinger or Del Bigtree had said that. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. It's very possible that uh, measles uh, offers you some level of protection against cancer. I mean, this is, again, another thing that people just got and then they got over and they went on with their lives. Uh, so anytime we have the government, um, you know, doing everything they can to introduce uh, a medication or a vaccine, something that uh, otherwise our bodies would have worked out, I'm immediately skeptical of it. All right, you guys, we're almost at the end of the show, but before we leave, I wanted to make sure we talked about this. We have a major win in Oklahoma in regards to abortion. They've just enacted the nation's strictest abortion laws. Uh, The bill is HB 327, and it prohibits physicians from performing abortions at any point in the pregnancy unless it's specifically to save the life of the mother or if the pregnancy is the result of incest, rape, or sexual assault, that has to have been reported to law enforcement. So you can't just go into an abortion clinic and say, hey, guess what? I was raped. Let's go ahead and take care of this because I don't want to have a a kid. But I think this is a major win, and I, I truly believe that this is the way that our, uh, our, our system should work, okay? You know, uh, if, you are, if you are old enough, if you are mature enough, to engage in a sexual relationship, then you're also old enough and mature enough to ensure that either you're in a loving relationship where having a child is the logical next step after you've had sex, uh, or that you're protected in some fashion, uh, or, you know, basically I think the best uh, idea is to just, you know, save yourself. You know, you don't need to go out there uh, and you don't need to, you know, slut around town. Uh, this this is like one of those uh, uh, feminist arguments, you know, like, oh, how do you know what you're missing? Well, as soon as as you're, you're out there and, and, uh, and, and you spread yourself around, I mean, it makes it less special, you know? I mean, like, it takes away... The shine, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, everything that makes a loving relationship what it's supposed to be is removed from the circumstance. And it's the same with pornography. You know, they've pushed pornography onto people. It's available all over the Internet. It's available to kids at any age, essentially. Uh, And look at the way kids are growing up now. I mean, just take a look at TikTok. Apparently, we have a generation of of children who were abused uh their whole lives that are in power now that that's what it appears to me because the these people um advocate for policies that are that that kind of encourage um debauchery yes. and pedophilia and and the whole over sexualization of 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 a human being whether it be a woman or a, or a, or a man it, it is something really really I want to keep saying evil, but it's something really weird about how how that happened and how that is being used um, in our society. Our 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 gun laws are are twice as as uh, as uh, restrictive as our anti pedophilia laws and those who in the amount of sentencing that you get for for abusing a child. It's man, we we have uh, really failed our society in that way, and I hope that um, the future of advocates. Uh, we'll address this and uh, and make it, um, uh, you know, actual penalties for abusing children. Yeah, yeah. All of this debauchery, all of this uh, the, this this sinful behavior, and the downfall in America is directly correlated to the destruction of the nuclear family and the introduction of all of these horrific things that really twist up people's minds. Uh, okay, you know, we haven't progressed. I think that we have devolved as as a civilization. Uh, let's go ahead and go through the thank yous over on Foxhole. Let me say here. Oh, that's not what was supposed to happen. Uh, thank you to 17 is coming for you. Napkinator79 says, thirsty for knowledge Thursday. Pour it out, RP. Loop to loop. Thank you. Nikki the Greek. Sumter53. Thank you for the shades. Rise the Tire says, only three Ultra Maga paintings left. Free shipping in the USA. Go to riseattireart.bigcartel.com. Gaffarinan, he says, trust God, not man. Tac 264, Sussman was simply to expose the public to evidence. Yes, this is the the unveiling. Uh, this is what's going to lead to the uh, connections of the dots in this criminal conspiracy uh, to show that our government is being run by what is essentially an organized mafia. Uh, CB Joey, good to see you, buddy. Great show, my dudes. 
Glenn MS says 07. Vanguard 360. Congrats to JR. Absolutely congrats to JR. God is with us 17. Great show, Zach and Abe. CB Joey says, who is Armand? Radix did an amazing dig. Yeah, I, I mentioned that. Uh, definitely you want to go to Radix Verum's YouTube channel and her Odyssey. She did a 15-minute mini dig on YouTube, and then on her Odyssey channel, it's a full two-hour dig. You're probably going to have to download the video uh, so that you can watch it offline. Thank you to TAC264. says, how does an 18-year-old get two $2,000 rifles, EOTEX, ammo, and vests, six to $7,000 total? Doesn't pass the smell test. Uh, the Grouch, 79. What's up, Zach and Abe? TAC264 says, if stupid enough to hire Democrats to get signatures for you, not smart enough for America first. Uh, I think that uh, there is something to be said there. But, you know, here's the thing. Um, in an in an organizational structure like that, people delegate. Okay, I don't think that any of these candidates directly went out and said, "I want these democratic organizations uh, to go get signatures for me." There was probably somebody working for them who said, uh, "You know, we don't have enough time to go out and organize signatures ourselves. We're going to get it done so we can get you on the ballot." But yes, people need to be smarter. People need to realize that uh, unfortunately. This is the kind of thing that's going to happen in today's world. Uh, let's see. TAC264 says, if in California, if any part of the signature is outside the box, the Secretary of State will throw the signature out. Uh, A. Allen, uh, thanks for the can. Dr. Hoffman, Big Pharma is loving this uptick in Ill illnesses. Ching Ching, dollar signs, switch rod. See Naomi Wolf's Vax report on War Room this morning. Do watch Pregnancy and Birth Disasters. This is something we've been waiting uh, to get uh, data on for a while. Maggie May, thanks for the shades. Dr. Hoffman says, I wonder if Ray Liotta was jabbed up. I, you know, it, you cannot make a movie in Hollywood right now without being jabbed up. So I guarantee you, Ray Liotta was probably double jabbed and, and uh, multiple boosted at this point. Abe, you got a show coming up later today. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, every day, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, Monday through Friday. Appreciate you guys for that. They have been coming to hang out with me every day. Uh, we just basically go through Durham. We focus on Durham, and I and I tie in Q posts with everything that I talk about. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun going back and reading Q posts again and, and, and bringing the perspective of that. Um, so that's what I've been focused on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to give Donna a call, and I'll give her your number, or, or I'll uh, have her hit you up uh, for sure. So you can, if you can get her on and have that discussion, I think that's an important discussion to have. Uncensoredabe.com and MyPillow backslash Abe. You guys need some piss, some pillows, some towels. I'm, I'm gonna pimp them out for you. Come on, help me out here. <laughs> thanks, thanks for letting me hang out with you guys today. Again, see you next Thursday, fam. Much love. All right, you guys. It's also the two year anniversary of the death of George Floyd, and the uh, one of the most tragic parts about it is that on that day, gas was a dollar eighty nine a gallon. Uh, now, what is it? It's, uh, it's approaching five dollars. Uh, so uh, also my friend Miriam Hanane, who was on the show on Saturday night, her uh, interview with Maurice Lester Hall, the man that was friends with George Floyd, that was present uh, at that day. Uh, he actually did an interview with her over the weekend, and uh, he, uh, I guess, set things straight. And it sounds like there's probably a lot more information to come out of that. Obviously, the death of George Floyd was used in a politicized fashion in the same way that this tragedy in uh, Texas has been used and is currently being used. Don't fall for it. And uh, keep an eye on the mainstream media, but don't allow their invective to sink into your brain because it'll black pill you pretty quick. Thank you very much, everybody, for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate you as well, Abe. Thank you for always uh, hanging out with, with me on Thursdays, one of my favorite days of the week. I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna release the scratch off, and there it goes. It's been given out. I will be back later today for another episode of Red Pill News. And until then, good luck and God bless. <laughs>